most merciful thing in the world, I think, is the inability of the human mind to correlate all its contents. We live then on a placid island of ignorance, in the midst of black seas of infinity, and it was not meant that we should voyage far. Yet here we find ourselves. Providence, Rhode Island, 1927. A westward sea of hazy roof, dome, and steeple, clawing its way across far hill, stretching its cobbled streets out from the bay like the many-armed manifestation of some great malignance lurking beneath the waves. Like most cities in this era, the glitz and glamour, the gold, flaked off bit by bit to reveal the corroding rot, that entropic flesh that lay festering beneath its marbled surface. The once great manufacturing hub of the Atlantic, malformed and misappropriated, a spawning pool for the most vile sort. <laughs> Prohibition. One man's piety turned to another man's profit. It was an age of monsters, both familiar and foreign. It is here that our story takes its most foul root. We're outside of Union Station, that bloated spider sitting atop its web of gravel and steel. An unfortunate series of fares intertwines an inscrutable cab driver with an unlikely coiffeur. Old debts opened once more, like a poorly sewn suture bursting its seam into the salty city air. A poor farm boy, an early victim of the cannibalistic cult of currency that would later devour these very streets, and a single kindness repaid in kind by nefarious nightmare. <laughs> and finally a young woman, standing is a single stalwart pillar against the airs and woes of failing family foundation. The stagnant dreams of blissful ignorance dashed against the rocky shores of hope. Alone again in dark-filled corners, racked with visions of unspeakable horror and unwitting truth. We find ourselves in the here and now, this congregation of unknown allegiances, this confluence of apocryphal resolve, for whom an unending malice and endearing madness awaits <laughs> at the hideous end. We will start in a modest boarding house just a few blocks north of the Brown University campus. Kitty, the previous day was an odd one, for a few reasons. Firstly, your brother failed to show up for your weekly breakfast meeting at the Olympic Diner. While there's been a few times that he has been late, there's only ever been one other time since your aunt passed that he has ever completely stood you up for this ritual. A quick trip to his apartment proved fruitless, except for a quick conversation with the house's keeper, a Thomas Billsby who believed that your brother may have picked up a second job during the day that he neglected to tell you about. Later that evening at work, you experienced a strange and unsettling vision of horrifying events, the reverberations of which continued to persist throughout that evening. You awake this morning, restless and uneasy, with this sinking feeling in your gut that something is terribly wrong with your brother. Yeah, five in the morning, like she's getting up bright as bright bright and early. And I'm headed back to his apartment complex. Okay, perfect. So by five, the trolleys haven't quite started to run yet, although you walk a couple blocks and as the time ticks by as you get closer and closer to that apartment on Fremont Street, which is a pretty significant walk. It would probably take an hour to walk there just on your own. Mm -hmm. So do you wait for the trolleys, or do you just walk as quickly as you she's, can? She's walking. She's walking. Okay, right. The city in the morning is lively. People exiting their houses, headed to work, uh, in all manner of dress. Some going to school, uh, kids and college kids in particular swarm out of uh, these big buildings, books in hand, laughing and smiling. Uh, many of them going to coffee shops and diners first thing in the morning before they 
head off to class. So the, the streets are alive, even in this dim light of morning. And as you continue to make your way down closer towards that Narragansett Bay that feeds into the Providence River, the smell of the ocean starts to mix with the smells of the city, a bit of the exhaust from the cars traipsing by. A cool breeze whips through the tunnel-like streets, a chill, a remnant of the winter that had just passed just grips you in that moment as you turn the corner down Fremont Street towards your brother's boarding house. As you enter the building at 113 Fremont Street, you are greeted once again by that portly, balding man. He is stomping through a doorway that looks like it perhaps goes to a basement, and he is soaking wet from his waist all the way down. Uh, um, sir, uh, hello. I, I think we met yesterday. Uh, yes, the sister, yes? Yes, I don't mean to sound demanding, but I need to be in my brother's apartment immediately. I apologize for the state. We had awful flooding last night. I don't, I don't know if you heard the storms. Uh, I, I didn't. Um, I slept soundly, I think. So I've, never, I've never seen anything like it. I didn't think it'd be that much rain, but uh, perhaps something burst. So, uh, apologies that it, it might be a little chilly and everyone is going to be upset because we have no hot water, the boiler's out. But uh, I have not, unfortunately, I've been dealing with this for the past few hours. I don't know if your brother's arrived. If you can just give me the keys, that would be fine. Uh, the keys, I, um, yes, hold on. Uh, and you see him slosh, like, each footstep stop. It's just water just dripping from him. Uh, as he sloshes into a back office. Uh, and after a bit of fumbling and some grumbling in the background, he comes out with a key with a small tag on it. Uh, yeah, she she almost snatches it out of his hand, just like apologetically, but in a hurry. Um, I'm, I'm terribly sorry for all the trouble. Um, uh, good luck. Uh, yes, of course. And she'll get her ass upstairs. All right, start climbing that three stories to get to the top of the building. Outside, suites and tubs, having staked out the building the night before, you had done everything in your power to wait for this individual whose description you barely have to arrive. As the morning starts to tick away, your eyes lose focus, the two of you trying to pay attention in the car, before suddenly, tubs, you are taken in by that lack of consciousness, that gentle embrace of non-existence that is sleep, before a loud honking wakes you up. Holy shit. Uh, sorry, sweets. I think I passed out there. Yeah, you, yeah, yeah I, I think you did. <laughs> definitely, definitely not me, though. Did you see anything? Did we miss something? Uh, what are we even looking for? Um, for breakfast? Maybe a hot dog cart? That's uh, a good idea, Swoops. What time is it? I don't know. I don't know. I know a guy that knows the time. <laughs> well, is he here? You're the guy, Swoops. What time is it? Of course, yeah, I've got, I've got a watch, right? Yeah. Sure, man. You've got the money to have a watch. What does it look like? What would Swoops' watch look like? Yeah, you know, fine timepiece and gold, gold band, you know. What is that? So 20, you... 21 crystal. <laughs> so as you look at this, this elaborate timepiece you pull out on a gold chain, right, in your vest pocket, it is just about 6 o'clock, 6 a.m. You guys have been asleep for a couple hours now. Ah. The guy you were looking for was supposed to arrive around 4 or 5 a.m. Damn it, Tubbs. I think we, I think we missed him. Ah, uh, we spent all night here. What do we do? We, uh, do, we, do we go inside this place? What do we do? Well, he we was supposed to be here at a certain time, so I expect he went in at that time, right? Right. Let's uh, go so in. So we go, we go in. We go in. Sure, glad you had a watch. Yeah, me, me too. You get out of the car, shut the doors. That honking is. A um, another cab just races by, flips you the birds, Tubbs. <laughs> hey, fuck you, buddy. Get a real job. It's working for the man. 
as you enter the door, you see uh, a young lady scurrying up the stairs quickly. That portly English fellow narrows his eyes at the two of you before he just turns around and heads back down into the basement. Now, you were here the night before, so you remember that the apartment you're looking for is on the third floor. Uh, yeah. He- heading straight up. Is their door open? Are they sitting outside their door? Who, these two? Mm-hmm. Not yet. They're behind you. Oh, they're behind. Okay, they're behind me. Okay. I don't even know if you would have noticed them come in. They would have been right as you were heading okay. up the stairs. They would have been coming in. Gotcha. Yep. Heading right up. I'm unlocking the door as soon as they get there. What are you two doing? Wait, I is guess that, we... Is that, is, that, is that the apartment? Is that the spot? I, it was, you wrote it was it upstairs. Down. Right? You wrote it down, right? I, I did. I wrote it down. But you're a cabbie. You know the directions. <laughs> I, I, I'm pretty sure it was up. Like, nowhere to go but, you know? Is this is this as far up as we go? Yeah, yeah, the third floor. That's what it was. Kitty, as you are climbing up the stairs, uh, you can hear footsteps behind you as these two other individuals seem to be coming up the stairs as well. You get to the door, just about the last one down the hallway, past that one where you'd met the, the gentleman from the previous night who was working, and you grab the key. And as you do, the, these other two, these two individuals make their way to the top of the cells. What do you, what do you, uh, tubs and sweets look like? <laughs> I believe we have pictures. <laughs> oh, you got pictures. Put them in the Discord. Yeah, yeah. For the uh, for the audio medium, <laughs> please describe to me what Tubbs and uh, Sweets look like. Well, Tubbs, he's kind of got this like I don't know, kind of like maniac hair, you know? Yeah. Where, where it's where it's like stringing out sideways, with with eyes that are kind of like bulging. You know, like he's really interested in what you're saying, but he's also really high on something or, you know, kind of, kind of, kind of deal. Very Doc Brown. Yeah. Yeah. But like scruffier, way scruffier. Okay. Yeah. Tall man, short man. Yeah. He's, he's five, seven, 185 pounds. The, okay. the hair's, you know, brown. He's got... He's like wearing a white undershirt and he's wearing a leather sleeveless a sleeveless vest with a, a turtle on the back, like a patch of a turtle. Skinny okay. jeans, of course. Which <laughs> very popular in the twenties. <laughs> he did have a cross around his neck. Uh not not because he's religious or anything, but just because. Right. To fit in. Right. So this character. <laughs> arrives up onto the landing and behind him is a giant shadow of a person. Chris, why don't you why don't you describe Sweets? Oh, Sweets. Sweets is uh, he doesn't look as sweet as, as his name makes him, him sound. He's uh, more of a barrel of a man. He's got big, like, meaty sausage hands. He's He's got, like, sh- nicely shaved side but like ginger hair that's just like kind of just all over the place where it's not like got he's got like a nice big handlebar mustache like real red but he's like real clean shaven where the hair isn't you can you can tell he he keeps it up um but he's wearing his uh just uh his regular work clothes for the most part because he came here right from work so he's got a smock on like and a nice like big red bow tie and kind of like accents the rest of the the red on him but he's basically just a barrel on top of a barrel yeah height what do you think it's like six five yeah six five three fifty <laughs> <laughs> all right and so down the hallway from the two of you is a young lady who is currently with key in hand attempting to unlock the door to this the exact same apartment that all of you are looking to go to what does kitty hawk look like adelaide uh, Kitty Hawk looks clean, uh, would be the best word to describe her. Very poised. She's about five, 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 six. Her hair is pulled up into the classic 1910s Gibson girl bun. Looks a little bit messy this morning. 
couple hairs out of place. But her clothes are very clean and neat. Long skirt that goes to the floor. Nice jewelry on. Not expensive, but like maybe family heirlooms. Her hair is a very pale strawberry blonde color. Um, and uh, yeah, bit of a bit of a pouty look to her at all times. Right. Kitty, as you are fumbling with this key, attempting to unlock the door, mm-hmm. these two come up and look directly at you. Uh, I think it, it's still kind of dark outside. And yes, she is in a men's boarding house, but seeing tubs, first of all, and then the hulking suite behind him, she gives a little shriek and puts her hands up and drops the keys. Whoa, 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 ma'am, 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 <laughs> kind of like... I don't have any money. Knock tubs in, in the hallway as he's just <laughs> trying to get by in a hurry, just like kind of waving his hands. Yeah, oh, 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 let me just, uh, pulls a comb out of his smock real quick and just tidies up that mess of a hair because he fell asleep in the car a little bit. Uh, I'm, <laughs> I'm so sorry, yeah, we're, sorry, let us get presentable a little bit, and I turn around real quick and I... Zoolander comes <laughs> real quick. Uh, pardon me, ma'am. Me and my associate were just looking for a dear friend of ours. Well, no need to alarm. Is this the top floor, or is there more floors above? This is the top floor. Uh, at... Which one? Uh, she kind of gestures to the door behind her, her brother's door, and the one in front of her. Oh. Well, we're looking for, uh, we're looking for a man named Gino Augusti. Yes. Uh, is he in trouble? Please say he's not in trouble. Uh, I mean, I don't know if he's in trouble. We, we, we're just looking for him. To, for what purpose exactly? Team huddle, team huddle. Are we tell what we're, we're doing exactly? Wait, wait. And so as I told the guy. And it was very bad. Right, the guys, the guys. Right, well, well then. Uh, <laughs> uh, well, he was out with a friend of ours. And, uh, well, we're just looking for both of them through association. Uh, we came here uh, to find our other friend through our friend Gino. Um, well, his his ah. name's Orville, actually, but, um, he's my brother. I'm visiting. So, so he's home? Uh, n- no, I was hoping to find anyone else that knew him and could tell me where he was, but it seems that's also a lost cause. Zeke, at this moment, you have had roughly an hour of sleep since you pulled your double at the warehouse and directly outside of your door is this sudden racket. And the only thing you hear is the name Gino. Yeah, Zeke's uh, Zeke's gonna crawl out of bed, uh, take a quick look in the mirror, make sure he's not wearing too much grime from the night before and quickly stomp over to the door, throw it open, just yellowed into the hallway. I don't suppose you folk know that some folk have jobs and are trying to get some sleep, huh? I'm I'm terribly sorry. Are you his his neighbor, Orville? G- Gino. Ah, yeah, yeah. I know Gino. Yeah, yeah. I'd like to give him a piece of my mind. Tell you what. <laughs> <laughs> so, what does Zeke look like? Or if we can so, put a vision to this this voice. So Zeke is like, he's 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 tall. He has a build like he's worked physical labor, but been underfed for most of his life. And his attire is like kind of like a working class skinhead white sleeveless shirt, very plain brown trousers, uh, suspenders, uh, po' boy cap, very practical, understated, cheap clothing. He's, he's young, uh, clean shaven, uh, hair very close cropped, maybe blonde, maybe brown, kind of tough to tell at that length. Right. Are you the one that was working at the warehouse with him? Uh, well, mom, to be quite honest, uh, I uh, work the day, he works the nights, but uh, last night he asked me for a favor. Yeah, asked me to work for him. Said he was going to see his sister, yeah? Well, he didn't make that engagement, actually, so... 
Ah, yeah, yeah, no, I saw him with my own two eyes when he came wandering through trying to scare me in the dark. Wait, wait, Tubbs, 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 group huddle. Uh, yeah. so, wait, so, uh, so, he, Gino, made plans to see the sister, right? And, and, and the sister's here. This is the sister, uh, Okay, wait. you know what? It seems like they're doing the work for us right now. Right. We should, yeah. Right, we'll just listen, right? This is step two. Okay, cool. Amazing. Yeah. So what's your guys' names? That's, well, we know you as the sister, and you're the crazy guy. Right, you're the sister. Oh, you're yeah, yeah, guy. you're the two men out in my hallway making a rocket when I'm trying to get some slap. Well, <laughs> yeah, that's us. Well, I'm, I'm Zeke, yeah. Zeke. I once knew a Zeke. I'm, I'm Kitty Hawk, but, um... I have things to attend to. I'm so sorry. And she picks up the keys off the ground and continues unlocking the door. Sorry to be a bother. Kitty, as you you play with the door and you go to unlock it, it actually just swings open. Oh, sweets. This was was locked yesterday when I was here. We should have checked it when we checked the door last night. Right. We should have. Right. Right. Well, that wouldn't have been any help because I was here yesterday and the door was locked yesterday, so. Yeah, but we were here like two. Yesterday, yeah. A.M. today. And you didn't, did you fall asleep? Try the door? No, I did not try the door. No, we definitely didn't fall asleep. No, maybe Tubbs. I, I fell asleep. So what? (laughs) She looks inside. She's just, (laughs) just. Yep. Indiscernible expression on her face, just bewildered. As are we all. (laughs) You walk into this room, it is modest. Zeke, you see the door open and and you've seen the exact room before. It's almost a mirror of yours. The inside is small, maybe five by 10 feet wide. It it just barely fits this twin-sized bed that looks like it is made, although with fairly ruddy sheeting. A slight hissing sound is coming from the radiator, which is obviously not making any heat at the moment due to the boilers being out in the basement. But the room itself looks relatively empty. Nothing on the walls, no valuables or pictures. Doesn't You don't even see very much for clothing or personal possessions lying around. The window against that back wall is almost completely covered uh, by the shades. Everything pulled down and across. The curtains pulled in, very little light coming through. And the only thing you see at the corner of the bed is a small basin. Looked like a, uh, a small area to clean yourself in the morning with a bit of rag and brown staining. Other than the basin and, and what you see before you, uh, there's a small closet that is off to the left. I'm... So it's just bed, basin, closet, pretty much. You got it, yeah. Uh, she'll look at the water, but uh, she's not touching that, so anywhere else the closet yeah so you look at the uh you look at the water in the basin and the the rags it looks like this dark brown almost dried blood the rags are similar as if someone was addressing a wound what are the rest of you doing uh, i suppose i mean you go look up so i'm not going in there gonna shuffle well, you towards you think the we could all fit i don't know go take a look Okay, I'll, I'll go take a look. Zeke's standing in the hallway, kind of, kind of bewildered, still, still bleary-eyed, watching uh, this this motley assortment of people that have gathered. Mm-hmm. I'm like walking up behind Kitty, kind of peeking over her shoulder while she's looking at stuff. Yeah, what's that? I don't know. It, it looks like it looks like somebody got hurt. Don't say that. It's dark, you don't know. Sure. You got a flashlight? That's been invented yet. It's <laughs> <laughs> a great question. <laughs> I, I, I got some matches. Here, let me light one. In 1902, yeah, flash, flashlights have flashlight been invented, turned, yes. Well, <laughs> well, what do you know? Either way, I lit a match, cupping it with my hand, trying to block it from any breathing. Mm. And there seems to be a slight draft through the room. There's a, a bit of cooler air cascades through, and you watch the flame on that match flicker 
Uh, and as you hold that down, Tubbs, would Tubbs be familiar with what, like, blood? Um, I forget if I put anything into it. No. First aid? Is that what you're looking no. for? No. Yeah. yeah. And that's a no. Yeah, so you see that brown, muddled water um, and the stained uh, bandages, but it, I mean, it's pretty, pretty unmistakable. Yeah, it, it, it definitely looks like a wound, but nothing fatal. Maybe. I don't know what I'm talking about. Maybe he just cut himself shaving, you know? This is what happens when you don't go to professionals. That's true. That's true. Sweets is real good if you ever need a shave there, kitty. Thank you. Let's keep uh, looking around then. Last I saw that brother of yours wandering around covered in mud. What, what do you mean, what? covered in mud? Well, he works in the warehouse, that makes sense. Nah, this wasn't, uh, you know, good honest working dot. This was, uh, rolling in the mud type of mud, yeah? <laughs> like a fight? That also makes sense. So it might be mud. So as we debate the exactly what kind of mud <laughs> was on Gino the night before, uh, Kitty, you turn to that closet, um, and as you go to walk over to it, suddenly, as you approach it, the door shakes and just starts banging rapidly before a um, final thud, and it goes quiet. I think she's she's leapt back, leapt back away from it. Right. Gino? <laughs> Come out. No answer. I'm not it. Oh, you buffoons, get out of my way. And she'll, <laughs> she'll push forward and, and slam, oh, slam open, the, try and open the door. Yeah, so the door swings, out, it opens outward as you kind of push everybody out of your way. And it, and it opens easily, swings open, and you stare for a moment. It's just a single suit that hangs in. You're familiar with the one, but it is the one that he owns. It's hanging in the closet. This dark, maybe two foot deep cavern in this tiny room, lying on the floor, twitching on the ground is a pigeon, some sort of small bird. I, what? what is it, Kitty? It, it's a bird. A bird? Sweet. She'll walk to the window, open it up. Wait, uh, maybe the bird has some clues. I knew it was a bird. I know you knew Sweets. Well, he's not here. You know, Sweets can name 50 different birds. Yeah, unfortunately, yeah. Uh, Why was that bird in that closet, though? That is rather strange. Is it not? Uh, this Sweets, make a spot hidden check for me. Or anybody, anybody near the closet. Sure, go ahead and make a spot hidden. Let's get into it. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Wait. Wow. <laughs> it's a good first roll. Right? A natural, natural one. Wow. Uh, so for the rest of you, it's tough because Sweets is just constantly talking, right? But at the same time, Sweets, this is your job. You're, you're used to talking to people while you're making these types of observations. And what you see is, is they're having this conversation is in the top right-hand corner. Uh, a, a little above you, you'd have to reach up to get into it. There there seems to be a bit of the plaster from the wall in the closet that has been ripped away and brick behind. It looks like the old trunk line uh, for the chimney that runs through the house, hidden in the closet, which was pretty common. And there's been a brick pulled, uh, like chipped away, pulled out of it. So you can see this, you feel the breeze as you see this this hole that seems to lead somewhere into the into the side of this closet. Uh, I was giving a haircut to a guy one time, and you know what he told me? He told, he told me there are eight different kinds of pigeons in the city. Yeah. <laughs> Crazy, right? <laughs> hey, I, th I think there's something up there. Where? It, it's up, up at the top. Oh. Ow. What, what? I, I can't reach that. Sweets. <laughs> what, what, I hate what to this? ask you. What, this right here? What is it? Yeah. Could you reach up there? Reach? Oh, it's not much of a reach, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, sweet. So as you reach in, you can't see anything beyond, and it's just big enough for your hand, and you have big, meaty hands to squeeze into as you as you reach into this hole. 
tentacles a little bit. You start to feel around in the dark, and there's a bit of webbing, and uh, something crawls on your hand. Um, but then suddenly your your fingers touch something cool, cold, and metallic. Hang on. Got it. As you pull it out, it is a revolver. Six shots with three shots missing. Pull it out, give it a little spin. And with a small clatter against the floor, key falls at your feet. That that wouldn't be his. He doesn't he doesn't own anything like that. Kitty, as you say does. that, yeah, Kitty, as you say that, this vivid, vivid flash, this memory comes flooding back to you. Oh, oh! Are you okay there? Tub, tubs, why is she owing? What, 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 what? I, I don't know. Her eyes went all like soulless and blank. I don't know. Um, uh, you, and she, she points at Zeke, you, you didn't see him go to work last night. Well, ma'am, be frank, never saw him come, never saw him go, but uh, I yeah, saw him uh, wandering around. Uh, said he was going off somewhere else, but there he was. I don't, I don't know. Um, sometimes twins know things about each other. I don't know if you've ever met a twin before, but, um, I don't know, something's not right. Like, favorite foods and stuff. A little more complex, but yes. Uh, yeah. Favorite colors. Only seen it in calves, ma'am. Oh. What are you? What is this key for then? You think the, the, the key is his, maybe? Do I know him to have any kind of trunk or anything? There's nothing in this room, though. No, nothing in the room uh, at all. And honestly, with Tubbs' very good, very good spot hidden check, you would have found it. There's there's nothing else. There's no nothing that you would know that this key goes to. But it looks like. Did any one of you have locksmith? Mm-mm. No. You guys want to all make a roll? Sure, why not? Get a shot, even if you don't have it. Okay, so while, while all of those were failures, uh, I will give you Kitty with your 11. You're pretty smart, and to be honest, you've seen you've seen these types of keys before because they're they're pretty generic. But it looks like it goes to some kind of padlock. Okay. She'll she'll pocket it away for the time being, because I don't think. There'll be anything like that here. I I don't know what it could be. I does he go anywhere? He always mentions his friends and oh, going out oh, to the bars. Oh yeah, but... we we uh uh haven't seen him for a little bit. You know, we're mainly friends with his friend. Right, friends and friends. This mental note friends. of knowing exactly the type of people they are then. Seek. <laughs> so. oh, oh. Ah. Well, you you seem to follow your neighbors around. Um, do you know where he goes? Well, I tell you, yeah, I come home from work and he's going to work, and then I go to work and he's coming back. I mean, that makes sense. Yeah. Maybe we check out the work. It's a warehouse down by the river. I haven't been there, but I got him the job, so I know where it is. Not sure they like folk just wandering around off the street, but, uh, yeah, you know, could, uh, see what I could, see who I can talk to, yeah. Hey, wh- when do you go to work, see? Well, I, uh, pulled a double yesterday, so, uh, I was planning to take the day off. I'm sure it'd look good if we, if you went down there, you know? Oh, it, it, tr- yeah. it, tr- it tried to work, you know? Tub, tubs is right, I know, I think maybe it's time to do a triple. <laughs> show, show, show some initiative. Right. Put my arm around Zeke, and I'm gonna hand the gun off to to Tubbs with like a handkerchief, kind of <laughs> motion him to put it away because we don't want we don't need the wrong people finding that. And I'd slip it into my vest pocket on the inside. So what do you say, Zeke? Well, I say that uh, you have appeared outside my door and you're asking me for favors after waking me up. And that's, uh, I really don't know who you are. That's right. Well, I, I don't know who either of these men are, but I do know who you are, vaguely. I would appreciate it if you'd company a lady. At, at that mention, Zeke, like, hurriedly, like, like a reflex, takes off his cap, and, you know, holds it, holds it down. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, he'll put it that way, Mom, and, uh, yeah, yeah, that, uh, that tracks. Well, it looks like we're all going, then. That's 
fantastic. Great. So as uh, as all of you leave this apartment, make your way back downstairs. That uh, Thomas Billsby, the the uh, boarding housekeeper, doesn't seem to be anywhere around for you to return that key to, Adelaide. Say that one more time, Judy. For you to return the key, or do you just keep it? Oh, I'm keeping. I'm keeping the key. Okay. Yeah. So you, yeah. So you all exit back out into the streets. So I got a car, but uh, see, there's no front seat. So uh, you just gotta kind of pile in the back. I'm, I'm sure we'll we'll outfit. Yeah, Zeke might have to sit on your lap there, sweets. To sit in the middle. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Sasha does ride in the back. I mean, there is a trunk. But it might not look good showing up to work in a trunk. I think we could stop for a couple dogs on the way to get kind of hungry. Yeah. Yeah, we, we, we need to eat. So, uh, let's go this way. Okay, so as you, you drive down. You drive, uh, everyone piles in the car and you manage to all squeeze into the back, although it is uncomfortable, uh, particularly for uh, Miss Hawk, who is not only crammed in the back with these two strange men, She's but they like are also in the middle, much, just very uncomfortably. much larger than you are, yeah. Um, <laughs> as, you, as you take off down the street, it is a quick, it's a quick ride, uh, just a few minutes to the uh, J. Brown warehouse where Zeke and Gino both work. Essentially a series of widened bridges that crosses the Providence River to downtown. There are several vendors, so it's a very, just a quick, like, one minute, one, two minute walk to the, uh, that promenade there to get to, uh, a, a street food vendor, if, if that's what you're looking for. But I don't know if that's a uh, priority for Kitty or for Zeke, so I will let you guys decide what that looks like. So as we, like, drive near the warehouse, uh, wh- wh- where is it? Where is this place? If I know the location, I don't think I've been here myself, but if I know the location, I'll, I'll point it out. Okay, let me know when we pass it. Wait, 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 right here, Tubbs, 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 right here, pull it, no, right no. here, Tubbs. Oh, oh, right here? Okay, uh, I'm just gonna take a lap around the block here. We, 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 we gotta get sweet something to eat. He, uh, gets cranky. I have a high metabolism. Yeah. You sure do there, sweets. I hope you don't mind. I, I know I know, we got a mission, but we need fuel for the mission. And, 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 and how are you gonna work, see, without, without any food near Tommy, you know? Especially a triple. I think you can stand to wait at least an hour. This is my brother we're talking about. If you're also looking for him, oh, then look, you have business the, too. There's a vendor right there. We'll, we'll just quick, quickly stop. And there is a vendor. It is a large <laughs> truck that is uh, selling hot dogs and street food out of it. Uh, you can see a lot of people lining up for their their day shifts or their, uh, at the docks. And uh, the warehouses here uh, are starting to line up outside of it. This big sign that says Haven Brothers. <laughs> I'm just going to, uh, one minute, one, one minute. I'm just going to kind of like, excuse me, pause me, make my way to the front of the line. Hey, got to get five dogs. It's important. I gotta go real quick. I'm so sorry, everyone. So yeah, every sorry. everybody. Everybody's always in a rush this morning. Five dogs, straight up. Anything else you want on them? Uh, yeah, uh, the works. Uh, Five all dogs, me. the works coming up next, please. Did I get the Did I get the, did I get the dogs yet? <laughs> did I get all of them? Did I get my five. <laughs> it it, it <laughs> takes it takes a few minutes before the the uh, hot dogs are then uh, the same loud attendant guy who's, who's taking the orders starts saying, "Hey, you, big guy." Here you go, five dogs. The works. Uh, right. huh. Five, five with one hand. Well, they're not all for me. Here's one, Tubbs. Thank you, sir. I told you he'd be quick. <laughs> I've eaten two of them already. Hey Zeke, you want my bun? That's uh, might have kind of friend, but uh, <laughs> no. Sorry. So, didn't In the meantime, he's here. like scanning the lineup, <laughs> looking for like anybody he'd know from work. So he could ask about Gino. Uh, yeah, make a, um, make a psychology check. I, I mean, I guess it could be spot hidden, but... Sorry we didn't get you anything there, Kitty. Wait, what do you like being called? Kitty? Kitty Hawk. 
And like, I don't eat pork. We're Jewish. Kitty Hawk, like your first and last name at the same time? My last name is Agosti. <laughs> so what is it, hyphenated? It is not. Two words, Kitty Hawk, together. Like a first and middle name? No, two first names. So you have to say them at the same time. All right. And is what my father named me. So Kitty yes. Hawk. Just like my brother's name is Orville, not Gino. But we call him Gino. Yes, I'm very well aware. Oh, <laughs> Gino. Yeah, yeah, I gave her a roll. That is a failure. Okay. Yeah, you unfortunately, you're, you're trying to scan and, and there's this conversation happening around you. You don't see anybody that looks familiar to you. I mean, but it's, there's, there's a lot of people coming and going and it's, so it's, it's very difficult. Um, and then you, you imagine that anybody that would be working in the warehouse, it would, if they were here, they'd be late for their shift already. Oh, does it seem like there's a, like an employee's entrance or? The warehouse? Mm-hmm. Uh, so there is a, a bit of a parking lot that you can pull into, uh, but there really isn't a employee entrance. There's a small office, but that is, it is not even, it's not even enclosed on the inside. For the most part, it is just, the bottom floor is separate bays that, that people rent out of this, this three-story building with these separate bays that, that house and store different things. There's, there's various crates, uh, some textiles, some bits, some, uh, bits of hay that, uh, for packaging. Uh, there's a significant amount. And you know, in particular, because you've got, do you know this job, that this mm -hmm. warehouse was prim is primarily used by people at the libraries or people at the university um, to bring in things for study, you know, artifacts or things that belong to the college. I mean, it's not, it's not like a, like a super commonly used Mm -hmm. Warehouse, it, it tends to store books and, and things like that. So, uh, in the center of the warehouse is a, a stair, like a rickety wood and metal stair that just kind of spirals up to each floor. But there are people loading and unloading a truck outside. And Gino, you recognize two of them. There's a Michael and Edwin. So you meant, uh, you meant Zeke? I'm sorry, Zeke, yes. Yeah, uh, Zeke's gonna, gonna walk up, you know, give him, a, give him a wave and a good morning. Howdy, fellas. Hey there, farmer. How are you? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Looking for Gino. Gino? We haven't seen Gino. He usually works the night shift. And what are you doing here? I thought you were off today. Ah, uh, yeah, that's a long story, I tell you. But uh, right now, just looking for Gino. Uh, yeah, we ain't seen Gino. Well, uh, don't mind me. If I, go, if I go looking around a bit, I think I uh, dropped my watch. Yeah, just be you careful. Know. The boss is in a real shit mood today. I'm not sure I could believe that. Ha <laughs> ha. You know, he's being sarcastic as he walks away. I, if, if you work here, I, I would say maybe she pulls out the key. I, does he have a locker? Do you have lockers here? A lot of folk out here, man. Mostly pretty honest. No, not much gets locked up. Except of course those that uh, pay for it. Well, I mean, you know, as, a, as an employee, I have my own desk at work. I don't know. A lunch uh, pail? I tell you, Mom, there's not much more to most of us here than what we carry in, you see, huh? Huh? Kind of gestures to his own, his own, uh, meager attire. <laughs> uh, so as you, you enter the warehouse, the interior of this building is a little stuffy, uh, hot, right, right against the, right, uh, abutted right against the river. Uh, you would think some of that cool air gets in, but I, I think intentionally they keep it, uh, shut up pretty tight. Uh, so that that salt water doesn't come in and ruin any of the artifacts inside. Uh, but because of that, the the air inside tends to be uh, a little moist and hot. So it's sort of regardless, it's kind of kind of damp and stuffy. Zeke, you walk in and with your crowd of people, nobody's on the inside. It's just the two guys unloading the truck. You see Mike and, and Edwin unloading that truck outside, but you don't see Chris anywhere. I guess. Uh... I guess Zeke's just kind of can take these guys for like a like what it looks like they're going for a tour, like he's showing them around his work. Oh uh, yeah, that's over there. That's where I left that, and then I set that down over there. And on occasion, I gotta move a thing back from there over there. Yeah, he's just kind of like leading them around, like he's showing his family work. What what does that do? Allah, <laughs> uh, I don't get paid to know that. Only where it's gotta be, huh? As you set foot now in here, Zeke. Your, your mind flashes back, whether it be sleep fog or whatever, to that, that moment last night where you saw that, that figure walking up to that third floor. 
and you chased them up the stairs. When you, when you knew it was Gino, you could see it as you got closer and closer before he just suddenly vanished somewhere. Is there any sign of uh, like muddy footprints on the stairs? Any evidence that somebody filthy moved through that space recently? No, and even even then you look at that door where you'd seen the muddy handprints the night before and just completely clean. Well, as clean as it ever is in the warehouse. Uh, that's about all for that's flaw now, and so I'm perhaps we'll go on to the next. Seek's gonna lead him to the stairs and start making his way up. Yeah, particularly as you and, and Sweets and everybody piles into the stairs, the stairs have this almost metal creak and sway. The 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 floorboards like they're just barely attached to the metal framing as the you take those those rickety wooden stairs up. There's no no easy way to sneak for sure as you make your way up to that second floor and the second floor very much like the first floor is what you know stretches across the entire length of the building but this one is divided into separate bays and you can see these these bays some of them with double doors that are closed some of them open for, for the most part nothing is locked up but the bays are all labeled by numbers you don't happen to have a lift in here do you wait you're looking at it ma'am any gestures to the stairs uh, when I last saw your no good brother, he was heading up to the top. Well, all right, but by all means, just got like both hands like on either side of the rail. <laughs> so you said you do, you pick up things from there and you put them over there downstairs. But what do you do upstairs? Right, right, right. What would he have been doing upstairs? You said you have the same job. So if it were you in the nighttime, than what he was doing in the daytime, then we'll know. Well, it's not, uh, not the same, not quite. Uh, I do the moving, and at night he keeps watch, yeah. So he's like a guard or something? Yeah. Yeah. If you're looking for a good reason to have a gun, I guess that would be it. Well, ain't, uh, ain't nothing wrong with owning a firearm, yeah. Especially if you're a guard. Uh, I'll watch your step there, ma'am. No. <laughs> Continue your way up the that rickety metal staircase, going around up to that top floor now. Similar scene as the second floor, those bays stretching out on either side, almost um, almost mirroring each other. It is uh, looking back and forth in the, the sort of damp gloom of this place. It is real easy to, you know, you're, you feel like, and now they're on your third floor, the heat is, is picking up, so even those of you who are familiar with it, you're, it's, it's it's significantly warmer, and even your head starts to spin a little as you get to the the top of these stairs. And you look down, and every other bay, the, the those double bay doors are open, with the exception of one. Let me guess. There's a padlock on it. And there is a padlock on it. Yes. Yeah. She'll um she'll hurry up and kind of hasten forward and pull the key out of her. So pocket. as you stand in front of this set of like double barn doors that are locked with a chain and a padlock uh, crudely painted five for the bay number uh, is on the side you can see them all odd that they go they seem to start from the top and go down you take that small key and insert it into the lock and it turns and with a click you feel that cold metal slide away as the chain suddenly rattles and bounces angrily against the door before you pull them open. As the door swings open, you can see the interior of this bay. There are crates that are covered in these uh, dark greenish, almost brown cloths that are just strung across each one. Uh, in the center is a large brown um, wood crate that has been cracked open, uh, amongst other ones with this this giant statue, this this gold or bronze statue, as well as all these other little artifacts that are cast around the floor. I, I, I don't, I don't know why he wouldn't have told me about this. So what is it, like his? I don't, no, no, it, it wouldn't have been his. Oh, I'd say doing with the key to the lock then, huh? Yes, it's a very good question. I don't have an answer for right now. I'm gonna walk. I'll walk into the room. 
just kind of looking over like the bigger artifacts. Don't touch anything. This is all very old and very valuable. We'll make, uh, make it a praise or I know you've got some history or art history. I'll give it any one of those. Sure. Hey, sweets. Mm. We, we should uh, tell Frank about this place. I think Frank, Frank would like this place, yeah. I think he'd like this place. You know, I gave a shave to a Thai man one time, told me about these you want to try gold and appraise? statues. Well, my appraise is even worse, but I, sure, I certainly can. Yeah, we're, everybody's rolling super hot tonight, huh? Yeah. Even worse, yeah. yeah. Oof, oof. I mean, it's not our forte. Yeah, the, the artifacts themselves look, um, yeah, to your point, old and, uh, uh, definitely out of place in this warehouse although i guess not out of completely out of the question considering some of the patrons here uh and i haven't heard of anything any big shipments coming in to the library soon nothing and we sh we should probably look around for some blood or something eh oh, yeah yeah mud Mud. Mud. What kind of mud was it again? Did we ever decide? <laughs> oh, Lord. The kind. I think he said the kind you'd be rolling around right, in right. the in in with in the mud with. Roll around mud, right? Ah, uh -huh. ah. Uh -huh. So as all of you look around the room, uh, why don't we everybody make a spot hidden check? No, I cut hair for a lady once. She said she used to put mud on her face. Strangest thing. Here, that's a new fad. There we go, Kitty. There's a ten. There we go. Finally, finally, yeah, a success. Yeah. Jesus. Hard success. Yeah. Fine. So, yeah. So, as everybody's looking around, kind of taking in, you can see people that you specifically told not to touch anything. Right, touching everything. Yeah, touching oh, everything. Yeah. yeah. From the back of the room, behind that large crate that's that's propped open, with that covered statue in the center of it, behind you see a small metal uh like bucket and on the inside uh are ashes and bits of paper anything discernible in the paper absolutely so you you dig down through and, and you, your fingers come out black but you've managed to pull out two specific pieces of paper from that from that the remnants of that burn mm -hmm. one looks like piece of a telegram and while you can't make out much of what was on it all you can see is a Francis Torricelli Francis Torricelli 23 Arsenal Street 23 Arsenal Street Arsenal Street yeah is that's the two it was it's two Francis two Francis okay yeah I understand stop I will arrive personally the rest is pretty badly burned you can make out an N and our town, Massachusetts. Maybe Winter Vale, maybe Weather Vane Terrace. It's hard to sell. The second piece of paper looks like a bit of a, an official document, something from the city. Hard to make out the rest, but it's uh, you can you, you're familiar with seeing these types of documents. In the end, it's it's just it, what you can. We managed to pull from the rubble. It's a couple signatures and something like a blueprint, uh, something from the Rhode Island uh, district uh, office, Philip Clark, uh, survey number RI-25. She'll stand with a piece of paper in her pocket. Um, well, I, I don't know either of these people, but I, I guess it's a, it's a start. What, did it, you find something? Did any of you find anything? Uh, just a bunch of old stuff. It's a giant golden head. This is like one palming this thing. <laughs> You're palming it in your hand? Yeah, yes. Yeah. Zeke. Uh, make a luck. I'm not Zeke. Um, I'm yeah. sorry, Sweets. I'll get there too. Yes. Uh, Sweets, make a luck roll for me. Oh. Oh, man. Really, so Sp really Spencer, really as you are. Right. Yeah. Spencer, as you are palming that gold statue head, you're suddenly, you're, it's, it, again, it's kind of sweaty and hot up here, and your hands slip. Oh, oh. And it falls and clatters 
And as it does so, it just cracks open. What did I say? I think it might have been a fake. Uh, yeah, yeah the, the real thing would have been much stronger. Right. That's not exactly true, but... Hey, what do you know about artifacts? I work with them. I, I think I can oh. put it back together. I'm just gonna kind of try to put the two pieces. Uh, <laughs> I, I can fix this. I don't know. Is there anything inside it? Uh, make a spot hidden. Sure. So as you look down inside the head itself, uh, all, all you can see, like looking through it, uh, there's some strange markings on the interior. Uh, what languages do you know? Italian. Italian, yeah. So it, nothing nothing recognizable to you, but it's a symbology, almost like a hieroglyph. Okay. Um, although, but you can't, the only thing you can really find is that it's porcelain or some sort of plaster that has been painted outside gold. So to sweets is, uh, untrained eye, he was correct. I mean, it is fake. Strange. I I think she would turn to, to take a look under this covered statue in the middle. Just be careful. Right, right. Hands off. Tubs? Yeah. Hands, hands off. Right, right. Okay, okay. I won't touch anymore. Oh, what's over there? Oh, it's shiny. Oh, what's this? <laughs> so as you pull the cover, off the statue, and it stands a little taller than you, Kitty. Almost, you're right around that six-foot mark, is it, from, from floor to ceiling. This figure of a man, this robed man, except for the, the top part, which is sort of scantily clad. You can see uh, the outline of, you know, the stomach muscles, and uh, this figure that is, is standing fairly majestically, reaching upward with both hands. It looks to be Egyptian, just by your by your the, your knowledge of history. You see the very the remnants of some sort of pharaoh, and the face is attractive and sharp featured, and particularly Tubbs reminds you of the senator that was in your cab two days ago. Oh, hey, that's the guy. <laughs> You're gonna have to be a little bit more specific than that. Oh no, I was given a ride to this this guy yesterday, right? And he had somebody in the car with him, and and he was like, you know, not not really caring at all. He just kind of reached in her pants, and it was really weird. Uh, Wait, are you telling me you know a guy that? That's knew the very guy? inappropriate. No, it was really inappropriate. <laughs> but but she didn't really care. It was just weird, you know. You know, when you just see something weird and it's, you just, you just kind of shrug it off because it, like, that never happens. And he was staring at me while he was doing it. It was just, man, I didn't think about that till, oh, I, I kind of wish I didn't remember now. It was, it was really weird. Zeke, what the fuck are you doing up here? Zeke's gonna whirl around and see who's, uh, who's talking to him. Is it, is it Mr. Scott? It's Mr. Scott. Chris Scott, your supervisor. He is a, uh, a, a little shorter, maybe a little bit taller than uh, than Stubbs, but not, not as big as, as most of you. Uh, full, full beard, this, uh, this uh, brown, like freckled complexion. He's, he's you know, somewhere in his uh, probably uh, early 50s. Definitely weathered and worn. Uh, cigar in one hand as he is, he's just pointing at you with the, the butt of it. Oh, uh, He's actually with me. Um, I have a key. And who are you? Well, I'm Kitty Hawk. I'm... All right. That's supposed to mean something to me? I don't have any record of these being shipped to the Athenaeum. Why don't you make a, um, make a, a charm or a charm, fast talk, whichever, whichever one you're, you're social. Wow. Little lady, I know everything that goes on in this warehouse. Everything. These artifacts, they haven't been moved in months. There is no way that these are for the Athenaeum. So who the hell are all y'all? Zeke, what is going on here? Um, sorry, Mr. Scott. Uh, and, uh, when they explained what was going on, it all seemed to be in order. And, uh, yeah, you know, I worked a double yesterday, got called in early, and, uh, well, maybe I'm just not all that. So you work double, you grab a bunch of strangers off the street, and you come back. Uh, I've been tired. I've worked some long shifts. But something about this ain't sitting right. Perhaps we get the police down here to solve it. I don't know how you got the key. Yeah, no, which one? 
Come on, Dubs. Uh, oh, uh, yeah. Hello I think there. We, uh, we parked in a handicapped spot. We got a right. Right. Ah, uh, and you. It's kind of surveying and kind of just come from the back, so he's kind of like taking in what's happening here and kind of piecing it together. Jesus, uh, Jolly Green Giant. Yeah, all right, right. Yeah, you no, you, sorry, you, right, you sorry. Let me introduce nowhere. myself. You two ain't I'm going nowhere. All right, we're uh, uh, we'll get the authorities down here. They'll figure this out. Zeke, I don't know what kind of shit you got into. Wait a minute, you're Chris Scott. Right. You've got two first names too. What is this world coming to? I hope they shoot him. <laughs> yeah, I think we got off on the wrong foot. Let me introduce myself. Uh, my name's Spencer Sweets. This is my associate, Mr. Teletubbs. Uh, we were just uh, come to see this fine establishment. I have many customers, and I like to make their business my business. And uh, Zeke here was in for a haircut uh, recently. And, uh, you know, I just, uh, you know, I like to stay, uh, you know, in... Uh, the know of what my clients do, you know, it helps make the the talking easier, you know, that sort of thing. We were just kind of, you know, maybe we should just get out of this. Maybe this is the wrong setting for this first meeting. You know, you look like a sharp man, actually. Uh, where where do you get your haircut? Might I say? Uh, you know, he's not he's not the best, but it's not bad. You know, I just uh, yeah, give me your whatever your persuade fast talk charm, whichever one you want. I mean, I don't really have a, a charm. It's it's mostly intimidate, uh, but uh, persuade, I guess. Well, if you can, if you want to you flavor as intimidate for me, go for it. Persuade works. Wow. Okay. This man have a mustache? <laughs> he does. He does. He's got a, he's got a very, very full beard. Um, yes. Uh, I'm sorry. You said you're sweets. Yeah, Spencer Sweets is the name. Hair's the game. And I'm gonna snap my suspenders like on my underneath my schmuck. Right, from Sweets Barbershop. Yeah, it's downtown. Shit. What are you yeah. looking at this place for? What are you doing know. on this one? Well, we're just uh, you know your uh, employee here. He's uh, you know he's telling me about all the shifts he's pulling and told me about some just uh, interesting work that you guys were doing down here. And I said I said to him I said I've got to find out who's running the show down there. You know because I wanted I wanted to meet your acquaintance and I I just I wanted you know I pride myself on having high end clientele. And you know, so these days, you know, sometimes you have to go make the introductions. And uh, Zeke, as a, a client of mine, was uh, kind enough to uh, bring me down on his uh, day off. Right, right. He came and come in uh, just uh, to bring us in. And I happened to have uh, my cousin in town, and this is our our driver. And uh, uh, yes, yes, yes. You know what they done with your mustache? I don't mind it, but I think I, I can mean, do I, better. You know. I mean, I, I thought. You know, I thought it looked a little strange. Uh, Zeke, why, why didn't you ever tell me you knew such a fine, upstanding member of Providence? I'm uh, terribly sorry, Mr. Scott. You know, uh, it ain't very polite to go just uh, using folks' names like that. Maybe this would be a better conversation, maybe maybe for your office, and we'll let uh, Zeke, you know, finish out and get, you know, get to work, Zeke. listening to our first episode of Hideous End, our foray into the dark and spooky world of Call of Cthulhu. We are playing the 7th edition rule set from Chaosium. If you want to check it out for yourself, head over to chaosium.com where you can pick up the Keeper's Guide and Investigator's Handbooks uh, in either PDF, hardcover, or both. Quick disclaimer for the rest of the series, if you are not familiar with Call of Cthulhu, it tends to start slow, however, there is going to be a lot of disturbing depictions and themes in this series. And while I have gotten consent from all of my players to really try to push the boundaries of what they are comfortable with, I haven't gotten it from you. So, here we are. I'll be using some tricks in-game, uh, in our you know, using our Foundry virtual tabletop system to mess with them as much as possible throughout the series and make things, well, 
as real as I can possibly make them feel. Uh, that may include audio cues that only certain ones can hear, some video things going on in the background. I'm going to really flex what we can do with Foundry to uh, mess with them as much as possible. I may also play things in the audio that only you, as the listener, will ever hear, you know, to mess with you as much as possible. So so hopefully you enjoy a little bit of spook in this podcast, um, and maybe you'll enjoy the series. But if something comes up that is in particular unsettling to you or uh, you find too disturbing, you know, feel free to come and talk to us about it in the Discord more than happy to answer any DMs that I get, uh, so we can kind of talk through it, and uh, maybe I'll avoid those topics in the future. Speaking of uh, my victims, uh, players, tonight Sweets was played by Chris, Tubbs was played by Curtis, and Zeke was played by Ben, all of whom are not available on most social media, uh, but you can reach them in our Discord server. Of course, we have the wonderful Miss Adelaide Gardner as Kitty Hawk Augusti. You can find Adelaide on Twitter, at OAdelaide. Uh, she also features in the Fay Forged Academy podcast and our own A Sinner's Dream, which we stream on Monday nights over on Twitch. I am Jason Dean, your keeper for the series. You can find me at It's Not Jason Dean on Twitter or basically anywhere you can find Negative 2 Charisma. A lot of the audio that you heard tonight is from Tabletop Audio. Check out tabletopaudio.com if you have not. Uh, it is a uh, massive resource of user-supported audio ambience that is available for free. You can go there, you can download, you can set up playlists for your players. They even have soundboards that you can set up and stream directly during your games. So check out tabletopaudio.com for all of your tabletop audio needs. That's it for us this week, but hopefully we catch you all for the next episode at the hideous end. <laughs>